This is the Six and Stacks podcast with Sean Drotar and Jen Piacenti. Welcome to the Sticks and Stacks podcast on the Sawdust Podcast Network. We bring you the best in baseball and hockey action. Of course, baseball is the time of the season. Hockey, of course, is, is over. We're done. We'll deal with that later. That's months from now. But it is the all-star break in baseball. Time to take a look at the first half, what might happen in the second half. And that means our baseball expert, Jen Piacenti, is here. My name's Sean Drotart. Jen is with us. And this first half of the season is over, Jen. Now, was what surprised you when you look at the beginning of this season? And, and what do you think might be something to look forward to? Man, there's been a few surprises. I think first and foremost, we have to say Shohei Otani has been a surprise. We all thought he was really good, but we'd yet to see a season of him fully healthy. And this man is getting it done every which way. I know that everyone expected him to win the home run derby last night, and he didn't. But come on. The guy is incredible. By the way, did you get to see that home run derby in person, Sean? I know you're in Denver. Yeah, I did not get a chance to see it in person, but I was, did uh, call Juan Soto to beat him in the first round. You I did. Actually, good for I you. I, I thought I, that would happen. I had so much pressure on him. Well. You know. Yeah, it's just so much pressure. Uh, the first time you do it, too, it's uh, it, it, on top of that for the win. You know, Pete Alonso has that beautiful right-handed uppercut swing that does such a terrific job in home run derbies. So uh, that said, that doesn't mean anything for the rest of the season. And, absolutely does not. And in yeah. fact, a lot of times the person that wins the derby doesn't do so great the rest of the season. That it does happen often. I, and that's yeah. what a guy like Fernando Tatis Jr. Now, of course, he did have that shoulder injury earlier mm-hmm. in the year. But he actually talked about that as, as one mm-hmm. of the reasons that he didn't want to participate in the home run derby. He didn't want to risk injury, but he also didn't want to do anything that would alter his swing. And good for him for that. Uh, speaking of Tatis, uh, right now, the odds for him to be the NL MVP plus 115, whereas Jacob deGrom is minus 105. That's over on FanDuel. And I'm kind of digging on Tatis for plus money. And let me tell you why. I think deGrom is... Well, I don't think. I just know DeGrom is going to win the NL Cy Young. There's just no question about it. But I think that Tatis is the face of baseball, and the writers are going to want to spread this around a little bit. And I think that Tatis could easily have a 40 home run season. He could still 30, 40 bags. There's a lot left of the season. And DeGrom may not end up with the win total that will make him overwhelmingly an MVP. absolutely overwhelmingly the NL Cy Young. But I'm liking this plus money for Tatis to take the NL MVP. And, and it hasn't been a, an award for a long time in which the – it's kind of like signing those youngs are for pitchers, MVPs are for position players. That's just kind of the way it's gone. And I, I, I like that too because you look at some of the other teams. You have to have a good team to be involved in that MVP race, right? Mm-hmm. And the Padres find themselves six games out of the NL West at the break behind the Dodgers and the shockingly surprising San Francisco Giants. But you look at the other division leaders that would be in the mix, and obviously in Milwaukee, while that's a, a team that I think is performing really, really well, mm-hmm. they don't have one person you necessarily look at and say, wow, that person is is definitely the person carrying them. Obviously, they have a great player in Christian Yelich, but he's not having the, the kind of year you'd expect. He's missed some games. I don't think Avisail Garcia, despite the fact he's probably their most productive hitter, uh, that doesn't seem to strike me as an MVP caliber season. So there's only so many teams where there's a, a risk there. And, and maybe you look at the Giants, and but again, do you, do you think Brandon Crawford batting 289 with 18 homers 
is going to be the MVP? Is he going to keep up that type of number? I, I just don't see it. So I, the idea of having Tatis in the plus, and as you correctly bring it up, something that I think writers would like to reward is a pretty good shot. Obviously, you have to be concerned because the Dodgers have a lot of offensive firepower, and if one of those guys absolutely takes off and, and Max Muncy, uh, Justin Turner are both having really good years, they're familiar, bigger names, and, and not than Tatis, but they may be also in the equation. But I'm, I'm with you. I guess I look at it and think, who's yeah. up there with some of the big numbers that people want to reward, that they want to make the MVP? I don't really see a better choice right now yeah. than Fernando Tatis Jr. And I think the next person in line, odds-wise, is Nick Castellanos or maybe Jesse Winker. But first, we would need the Cincinnati Reds to really make a push. And that is possible, of course. But I don't think they're there. And I agree with you about Brandon Crawford. I love him, but I don't think he's the one that's going to be the MVP. But kind of staying on that train of thought, another futures bet I saw that I'm really liking right now is both the Giants and and the Padres are plus 375 to win the division. Well, I'm looking at this right now, and the Giants haven't really lost their lead. And I understand why the Dodgers are the favorites. I still think the Dodgers are the best team. But is there any reason to think the Giants couldn't still win this division at oh, plus I don't know. 375? Boy, I, oh, I get it. I get it. And you're right. That's a good number. But, boy, the Dodgers, Dodgers are team- minus 250. Yeah, they were wobbly a bit at the beginning, but here we are at the All-Star break. They're only two games out. I have a tough time thinking they're not going to win that division. It just I, feels it feels inevitable to me that they're going to catch I up mean, and get moving. I mean, I'm with you. I feel like it, it does, but for this kind of money, I feel like I mean, they're all going to the playoffs, right? They're going to get a wild card. The Padres, the Giants, and Thunders are probably the three teams that all move on, and they all deserve to. But the Padres plus 375, the Giants plus 375, you know, Dodgers may be without Trevor Bauer the rest of the season. Right. Hopefully they're going to get back Cody Bellinger, but I don't know. I think it's entirely possible. I still think the Dodgers are the favorites to win the World Series. But, you know, baseball is a long season, and, and how you get there, you don't have to win the division to get there. So I just – I kind of like it at this plus money. I'm not saying I believe it's going to happen, but I'm saying at plus money, mm, I kind of dig it. Yeah, and you're right when you talk about the wild card because obviously the number two and three teams, which is the moment the Dodgers and the Padres, uh, mm-hmm. there's a big lead there. I mean, Cincinnati's having a, a really good season where they they appear to my to my eyes to be somewhat overachieving, but mm-hmm. uh, they're three and a half games out as it stands, and nobody else after that. You go to Philly, and they're six and a half out at the break. Right. So. Uh, unless some of these teams out there, you know, Atlanta just lost Ronald Acuna Jr. for the season. Uh, one of those teams makes a major, major change. That I don't know if it's a trade deadline move or just goes on a really, really hot streak. Maybe the Cardinals can do that. I, I don't know. But it's such a large gap to clear. It does feel like those three teams from the NL West are all going to make it. Mm-hmm. And if they are, yeah, you know, there'll be a battle all season long because you want to avoid that wild card game if you can Exactly. Yeah, I I think there's a I I get it because you're right. At this point of the season, we start having a pretty good idea of what these teams are. And that's why the Dodgers Mm -hmm. are the favorites. But yeah, Mm -hmm. okay, I I can see that. So we're kind of liking Tatis for the MVP, liking the the Giants as the team to to sneak in and steal the NL West. Okay. Okay, I kind of like it. Well, it's the All-Star break. My name is Sean Drotar. Jen Piacenti is with me. So we're going to take a look at some of the 
opportunities that might be coming in the second half of the season in the American League. We'll do that next. Welcome back to Sticks and Stacks. My name is Sean Drotar, Jen Piacenti. And with me as always during baseball season. And Jen, we came up with a couple things that we liked in the National League going forward. Now the American League, okay, we might as well start the conversation. What happens with Shohei Otani? Yeah, um, he's going to be the AL MVP. I just, I don't see him slowing down. Even with the Angels just being under 500 and likely to miss the playoffs? They're actually just over 500 now. They just got over 500, and I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. Here's another sneaky bet I have. And and they probably, I shouldn't say I don't think they're going to miss the playoffs. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs at plus 750. I don't think the A's are that great. And here's what we're forgetting. They're currently without... Mike Trout, Anthony Rendon, and Justin Upton. All three of those players are returning. They are above 500. They're yeah. just three and a half games behind Seattle. This could turn around. Now, obviously, a lot of things have to fall into the right place. But should they be able to fix their pitching somehow, some way, if they make a move, there is an outside shot that the Angels are still in this. So I'm not giving up. They're one of the best contact teams in the league. Jared Walsh has been phenomenal. David Fletcher quietly on a massive hitting streak. No one notices. Get all those guys healthy. I, I still think there's a shot for the Angels here. Yeah, five and a half out in the wild card. There are some other teams that have to jump, including Seattle in their own division. But uh, I'm with you. I think that's reachable. Uh, you know, you get nervous when a team's hovering around 500, but you bring up such good points with the talent that is missing. And and also uh, out here in Colorado, obviously, Trevor Story, multiple-time All-Star shortstop, participated in the home run derby. He's going to be a free agent after the year, likely to be dealt by the Colorado Rockies, unless they're doing something crazy and find a reason to keep him. But Story, the, the teams that have circled around uh, as a per- potential opportunity, one of them is Oakland over in the – AL West and finding themselves in second and in wild card spot. But Oakland also doesn't seem to be the kind of team that takes on rentals. Now, team with a budget like the Angels, they do. And obviously they have a lot of talent already there. But a, a guy like Trevor Story, if you really wanted to, you could probably put him at second too and be just fine. You can find a place to put a Trevor Story on the LA Angels and not really sweat it. You know, if you really like uh, Jose Iglesias there and you want to maybe put him in for Fletcher, okay, who knows? But mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you could have a possibility of them adding, say, Trevor Story along with getting all those other guys back, and you could have the Angels absolutely roaring back into contention. So, uh, and it was plus seven fifty right now. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Wow. Yeah. Plus okay. 750 just to make the playoffs. We're not talking about winning the division. Just to sneak I, in with the second wild card. Just to sneak in with the second wild card. Wow. Okay, well, so Shohei, the numbers are so dominant that he's the likely MVP. But let's say the Angels don't sneak in. Let's say that something mm-hmm. happens. The injuries take too long. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't really get any traction. You generally still are going to expect a playoff team to have that MVP. Who else is buying Shohei that might be interesting? It's got to be Vlad Guerrero Jr., He's got to be the only other choice here, I think. Uh, he's been uh, leading the league, well, potential various times throughout the season in home runs tied to Shohei Otani. But in addition, with RBI and batting average, the batting average part, I mean, he's he could be triple crown here. Yeah, yeah. And I guess maybe if you win the triple crown, even if they don't get over some of the teams, because, of course, they set 
right now third in their division. And of course, Boston and Tampa are quite a ways ahead of them. Mm -hmm. So wild card would have to be presumably the route for them. They're four and a half out. That's Mm -hmm. the same. But it is kind of interesting because you look at the teams like like over in the National League. You know, you look Mm -hmm. at the Brewers, you look at the Reds. Uh, these are teams that are that are playing very well and find themselves in playoff position. The Giants, of course, are the league's surprise and right now the best team in baseball. But they're doing it, at least offensively, in kind of a team fashion. There isn't one person that's really bringing everybody along with them. And with the other teams that are good, you look at the, the, the Red Sox and the Rays and the White Sox and the Astros, it's kind of similar. There's not a Vlad Guerrero or a Shohei Otani that's, that's leading right. the way. There's not that's a single right. person that's sticking out. Mm-hmm. I agree with that 100%. I mean, that and that is the thing. Like, you look at the, exactly as you mentioned, the Houston Astros, there is no real one star there. They're just all hitting the ball and hitting the ball well. Vlad Guerrero Jr. is being an absolute stud for the Jays. Boy, and it feels like he's just getting started, which is just yeah. remarkable. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I, I think that's what we're looking at for the, the at least the futures right now. I, I love it. So we'll, let's run over it again for the, the playoff futures that you liked the best, we looked at the uh, the Padres winning mm-hmm. the NL West, and we we know we know the, that one's that was a bit of a gamble, but it's because it's in the plus. Yeah, Giants and Padres. I'm actually kind of leading towards the Giants to win the division. Believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy, but how much longer are we going to doubt them? Their run differential is pretty substantial. It is. Um. Yeah. Surprisingly, let me look up exactly what it is. One, I will get that to you. Yep, I got yeah. it. Plus, uh, plus one sixteen, <laughs> which is uh, uh, the second best in the National League. So, and yeah. the only teams that are better in all of baseball, the White Sox sit at one seventeen, mm-hmm. the Astros at one thirty six, and the Dodgers, of course, lead the way at plus one forty two. So it, that's that's pretty substantial. I believe that that's uh, that's better than the Padres, obviously. So I feel like by, that's by a uh, forty one runs, as a matter of fact, better yeah. than the Padres. Giants pitching has been phenomenal. Okay, so looking at the Giants then to hold on to their lead in the West. And over at the NLD, the MVP, we're looking at Fernando Tatis. I like Mm -hmm. that, too. Obviously, the Padres have to stay in playoff position. They are, at the moment, in the final wildcard spot. But the lead is three and a half games. Kind of feel pretty good about that. But over in the American League, uh, where we have a lot of these teams that are really good, but again, like, like you pointed out with the Astros, getting it done in a lot of different ways. So finding individual players that stick out. Of course, we went with Shohei Otani, who's basically been the face of baseball this year. And then Vlad Guerrero Jr., but both of the teams have to find a way to make the playoffs. And uh, w- when you look at maybe some of these other these other teams going forward, maybe to win, before we sneak out of here, to win the pennant, mm-hmm. is there one that you particularly like? Well, I do still think the Dodgers are going to win the pennant at plus 190. Um, See, and- I, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I think they're such heavy favorites in the NL. Yeah, I do. Still, I think you're still getting them a plus. Yeah, no they're still All plus day. money. All plus one ninety. And then for the AL pennant, of course, I want to say the Astros at plus two hundred. But if you want a little bit better money, kind of dig it on the White Sox yeah. at plus three thirty because they have yet to get Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert back. That's, They've been that's doing where it. I'm going. 
Yeah, with a beat-up lineup. So the only question is, can they go? Their pitching's been phenomenal. Last year, they didn't do well in the postseason. So hopefully they can figure out how to win in the postseason. Yeah, and when you're talking to this far out, it's also important to make sure they can make the postseason. With an eight-game lead over Cleveland, they have the biggest division lead in the AL. So I I like that one as well. So, okay, the That's what we've got. The rest of the season is coming up soon enough. And, of course, we'll be right back with you to bring you all of it at Sticks and Stacks. For Jen Piacenti, follow her on Twitter at Jen Piacenti, which is P-I-A-C-E-N-T-I. I'm Sean Drotar. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like it, S-D-R-O-T-A-R. We'll catch you next time right here on Sticks and Stacks on the Sawdust Podcast Network.